Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with chapter 1, verses 11 through 14. In Christ, we have an inheritance that is guaranteed. It is secured by the power and the integrity of God Himself, including a dramatic and powerful down payment. Just what have we inherited in Christ? We inherited righteousness, sanctification, peace with God, power, the fruit of the Spirit, suffering, the kingdom, access to the throne of God in prayer, and several dozen other things. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he teaches Paul's description of our inheritance in several facets in today's slice of the message entitled, Your Inheritance is Guaranteed. If you've ever bought a house, you, uh, you had to make an offer And just to make the offer, you had to give a chunk of money, and it was held. It would be held toward the purchase if it comes through. But you had to give a chunk of money to validate your offer is for real. In our world, we call that earnest money, right? Well, go read the King James and see what in Elizabethan English they translated this word as. The earnest of our inheritance the one that guarantees that the one who is making the promise will come through. That's exactly what God has done. He is committed to you and He gives you the guarantee of the full inheritance. He chose you, He saved you, He sealed you, and He empowers you all the while by giving you the down payment on eternity who also provides the power for you to live for His glory right now. What about your inheritance? Well, you've seen the benefactor, the basis, the purpose, the requirement of the heirs, the guarantee, now the substance of the inheritance. It's in verse 14. It was given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Now, think this through. The previous little section that we studied was on the doctrine of redemption, right? That we have been redeemed. Christ went and paid the price to set us free from our slavery to sin so that we can now, by our own choice, follow Him uh, in love. Well, now He's saying, even though He just told you you're redeemed, that the Holy Spirit has given in a pledge with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Here's how you put that together there's still another step in your redemption. Oh, the price is paid. The deal is done. The guarantee is irrevocable, but there's still a final phase. We, as a matter of fact, usually call it final redemption. That final redemption is when you're set free from what Romans 7 calls the body of this death. You're set free with your, all of your links to the, uh, to the evil world system through your own uh, flesh. That's all severed, and you're given a new body 
which is sinless, perfect, deathless, and perfect for being in the presence of God forever. So you have justification. You've been declared righteous. You've been redeemed. You have sanctification going on. God already sees you perfectly holy in Christ. But as you mature in your walk with Him, you grow in sanctification. But this is talking about glorification, that final step. Justification is yours now. Sanctification is in process. Glorification is coming. And the Holy Spirit is the guarantee that sanctification will be finalized. Glorification will occur. That's all wrapped up in the redemption that is God's own redemption of God's own possession. What is God's own possession? Well, God gave to the Son a bride. The bride is the church. This is talking about the final glorification of those people that God has called together in the church, the body of Christ, which is also the bride of Christ. What is your inheritance? It's the fulfillment of every single promise of God to the praise of His glory. What? How many times have we seen that here? Two in this four verses, and I think at least one or two more other times always already through this magnificent sentence here. In Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, you're told that every spiritual blessing is yours in the heavenlies in Christ. And then Paul elaborated by telling us about election. This is the eternal plan of God from before the foundation of the world. He's told you about redemption. The eternal plan of God worked out in history where Christ died for our sins. And then the inheritance, the eternal plan of God with a guaranteed future. There's another place that says all of this. I mentioned to you last week the, the similarity between the beginning of Ephesians and the beginning of 1 Peter. Well, you know what? Uh, Peter and Paul knew each other. They interacted with each other. They both mention each other in their writings. They overlap in the, in the book of Acts by, uh, by four or five chapters. And, and before God even called Paul, the apostle, to the Gentiles, He used Peter to open the door to the Gentiles to make the point to the Jewish believers that this isn't just your ball game. Jew and Gentile together in Christ, you are all one. And I love the way Peter says the same things that Paul said. So you understand it was one and the same message. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now you read that far and you say, wait a minute, is he reading 1 Peter or is he reading Ephesians? Exactly the same words. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again, Oh, we're working through that in our daily studies in John, aren't we? Where Jesus introduced that concept to Nicodemus. Nicodemus, what do you need to get into the kingdom of heaven? Something you absolutely can't do. You need to be born again. You can't do that. You can't crawl into the womb. Nicodemus figured that out. But God has caused you to be born again to a living hope, same word, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance. But now Peter went a little bit further in describing some things about this. An inheritance which is imperishable and 
undefiled, and will not fade away. Okay, well, I know the inheritance is safe, but how do you know I'm going to get there? Look at the next part. Reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You can go listen to our sermons on 1 Peter 1. That is a glorious, glorious parallel passage to Ephesians chapter 1. In your hymnals, and I'm not asking to have you turn there, but if you were to look at number 403, you would find some famous words from the pen of a woman named Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby lost her eyesight at the ripe old age of six weeks. She had an eye infection, and it was mistreated by a doctor. I thought of Fanny one day. I was getting ready to come to church on a Wednesday night, and my, one of my contacts was all gunky, so I, I took it out and I rinsed it, and I always use uh, artificial tears to kind of, you know, wash things out and make it a little more smooth when it goes back in. And, and as things were a little bit blurry, I reached down, I grabbed the bottle, I took my head back, I quick put in two drops, and then discovered I had grabbed the bottle of contact lens cleanser. Praise the Lord, I didn't come out like Fanny Crosby, but I thought of her. I really did remember her story when I wondered, will that eye ever work again? I even made it to church that night, didn't wear my contacts, and I had one bright red eye. But understand, totally blind, and yet she saw countless truths from the Word of God and put them into words. Do you know that woman wrote over 8,000 hymns? Now, think about how many days there are in a year, if you wrote one a day, it would take you a little less than three years. Let's say three years, because maybe you'd take off Christmas and Easter. Maybe you might even, uh, you know, you might even take off uh, Sundays. So it would take three years to write a thousand. If you wrote one a day, 30 years if you wrote one a day. She just kept pouring it out. And you know what? That lady knew Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know if it was read to her. I don't know if she read it in Braille. Oh, but it was in her heart. You know her words. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God. Born of His Spirit. Washed in His blood. You have the assurance of a guaranteed inheritance. And let's pray. Oh, Father, our hearts just soar with looking at this portion of Your Word. Thank You for that inheritance. Remind us of it when we are being buffeted by a world that rejects You and doesn't like those who stand with You. And Father, please, if, if there's anyone listening or watching this morning that isn't certain of the guarantee of their inheritance with You, oh, may this be the day that You open that heart and open those spiritual eyes that they might see the riches of the glory of all that is ours in Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.